Bishop Matthew Adiaminta is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He is a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. You can be changed in the atmosphere of faith. Miracles take place. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus by your power. We honor you as we gather this morning. We come to your table to receive the bread of life. Your word says that man shall not live alone by bread, but everywhere that proceeded out of your mouth. And so we are here to receive your word. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I'm sharing with you the most important thing in your life. Seven things that really you need to know. These are things you must cherish. These are things you must really live for. They are very important as far as the word of God is concerned. Amen. Now, turn with me to Psalm 42. Let's go to verse 1. As the heart panted after the waters broke, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul tested for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear? before God. Now here the psalmist was talking about the reality of life and the first most important thing is God in your life. The number one thing you need in life is God. It's the number one thing. It's not your education. It's good to have education. It's not your profession. It's good to have a profession. It's not about your prestige in life or position in life. It's about God. God should be the number one thing. God should be your focus. But what do we see? Many live their lives empty outside God. They pursue, they make other things look better than God. There are people who will spend resources for other things more than God. God is to be the 
the number one thing. And so here the psalmist said, my heart panted after you. That means I test for God. You must have test for God. That when, when, when it's Sunday or when you don't, you, you are not even in a church, you feel something is empty. You feel you are not complete. You must test for God. You must desire for the things of God. So that God is the number one thing in life. God is number one thing in life. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. It means before you get into your youthful days, you must make God your number one priority. It's good to have education, to pursue education. It's good to perceive other things. But God should be the number one thing. God should be the number one thing. It's good to have successful business. But God should be the number one thing. Why the evil days come not? Now the years draw near when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. The reason why the Bible is saying, a time will come, some of the things that we are pursuing, you have no pleasure in them. Sometimes young men, they stand live and they are chasing women. They see everything in a skirt. They'll be chasing. But a time come, they get to, and, and, and then they have no interest. They have no interest in it. The things that young ladies will chase, fighting over men, but they get old. And they have no more interest in them. That's why you need to remember your creator. God should be the number one thing. Point to somebody and say, God should be your number one thing. Romans chapter 1 verse 25 it says who changed the truth of God into lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and ever some people will rather worship the creator instead of worshiping the creator they worship the creature Instead of worshipping the creator. All other products. Are things created by God. So when you do that you change 
the lights. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 43 verse 15. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. God is saying that I'm the number one. I'm the Lord, the Holy One, the Creator, your King. How many of you believe that God is your King? You can have other King in your traditional area. You can have other kings with names like Otunfo, names like Osabarema, Okujiadom, Kantamanto. But God is the number one. God is our king. Amen. Hallelujah. So, if in your life you have rather put value on the creature more than the creator, then you need to revise your notes and give God a place. So if you recognize that God is your creator, then you must make room in your heart. You must make room in your life. You must make room in your thinking. Whatever you do, you must make room for him. He should become your priority. Hallelujah. There was a young man who lived. And he said there is no God. And in his life, he gave himself a name. Though the father and the mother gave him a good name. He decided to call himself Diboniwu. That means he will live with wickedness till he will die. And every counseling and every move to talk to him failed. But this young man also had never been to hospital before. He had good health. Amen. One day he was going to steal his own operation to steal things and he had an accident and was in a coma. And he was rushed to one of the hospitals and the doctors started working on him. Then he came around. When he woke up, he saw, you know, the surgeons wearing cap and covering their mouth. So when he woke up, he thought that he was in heaven. He's dead. And those surgeons were angels. It was then he remembers, hey, Now I'm faced with reality. What should I do? So the surgeon wanted to know, what is your name? Can you see me? Can you see me? What is your name? Then he started, uh, Miranum Abofo, uh, 
No, we are sending no of Rame Kwamina, but I hate it. We need to what the Bama. He thought he was, but later on he realized that he was still alive and he changed his ways and said, From now on, I will serve God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number two is relationship, family and a relationship. In God's own wisdom, every one of us came to this world through a family. That's God's own wisdom. There's nobody who was who God just threw somewhere. In fact, even even those that are born and, and maybe the mothers who just reject them, they still have adoption. And that's why they, they have a family. And you don't have to live your life and think you don't need a family. Amen. The family is made of father, mother, siblings, and cousins. And, and so on and so forth. God did that for a purpose. In fact, God did that so that we can be protected from your childhood until maybe you move out of the house. You need a family. And even when you are outside, but there are people, they move out and they behave like they don't need any family. And that is again the principles of God. You need a family. You see, we're trying to behave and sometimes we limit ourselves only to the nuclear family. Just like the Europeans. But even Europeans, let me tell you, I've been to Europe and America, I've been with the self. Apart from the nuclear one, they still respect the standard family system. And God did that for a purpose. God did that for a purpose. Amen. And your family is very important as far as God is concerned. Now let's read something. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So here, the Bible is talking about what? Family in heaven. So heaven, God, even practice family system there. And then, in the earth. So it's not only earth, but heaven. God respect family in heaven. And on earth also. Hallelujah. 16. That the reason why God 
said family in heaven and on earth that that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory and to be strengthened so that you might be strengthened family is giving so that you must be strengthened sometimes when you are hit with certain things life is full of storms some storms come you need a family to come around you you need a family to support you everybody will come and go but the family will be there and that is why we must respect and we must honor. some of us when it comes to issues of family we behave like strangers God of miracles, signs and wonders, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminsa. He reveals the step-to-step -step approach about how to grow in the word of God, the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the power of faith to have miracles, signs and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs and wonders is a must read. Grab your copy now. supernatural faith to raise the dead and jesus said as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons in this book bishop adamansa whom god has used to raise nine people from the dead shares his experiences and that of other men of god like archbishop benson idahosa Bishop Adiaminsah challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a mastery. Grab a copy now. nothing to do with it we don't care about it but when you are hit when the storms of life begin to hit you it's the family that comes around it's the farm the love and it's in the family that love is practiced it's in the family that everybody come around it's a family who can tell you that you are wrong. So, 
The family is given for us to be strengthened. Everybody say, to be strengthened. In fact, without a family, you can't, there are things you cannot be strengthened. So we all have to work. Don't behave like you are a stranger. You came from the moon. You are alien. There are some of you, when something happened in the family, then you fold your arms. But God gave us families so that we could be protected. Put your hands together for the Lord. Everybody say family. Family. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ was born into a family. How many of you know that? God could have commanded for Jesus to fall from the space. But he came through a woman. Jesus had a family. He had brothers. He had sisters. And, and there were sometimes even, even the brothers and the sisters were so concerned about him. Amen. And he would tell them, you, your time, you have time. But me, my time is not up. Oh, he belonged to a family. So let us build our family system. Let's be there for one another. Point to somebody and say, be there for one another. Let's support one another. Amen. When you come to Africa, the family system is very, very important. So family, whether wife, husband, children, is important. There are some men, when you marry them, they don't want you to have anything to do with your family. And that is bad. And there are some women also, they'll control the man and kick the man out of the family. And that is bad. Amen. Let's support one another. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. The third most important thing in life is learning. Everybody say learning. Learning. Life is a school. Apart from being a classroom, the formal education, going to school from class one, which is very good, it gives you a grip over a lot of things in life but apart from that there are things also you learn by experience there are things you learn by experience and that's how God has designed it amen and so you keep on learning and learning 
is one of the things God wants us to take seriously. Hosea 4, 6 is a very popular scripture. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the Lord of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Even pastors, God expects us to have knowledge. The calling is from God, but you need knowledge. And God is saying, if you are a pastor and you reject knowledge, I will also reject you. Knowledge. You know, I looked at Ghana and, and, and one of our major issues is lack of knowledge. And those who are in governance will tell you. Um, because without knowledge, you can't have understanding. When people are devoid of knowledge, there'll be no understanding. So simple thing. Simple thing. You look at our street, people litter. And even when you tell them, please, don't do that, they will ask, do you work with AMA? Amen. Somebody is doing something. No, you can't do that. Are you a policeman? Meanwhile, a policeman comes and then the police, they start because of lack of what? Knowledge. And the Bible said, people get destroyed. How can you? I was trained in Tapa School of Mind. As a minor, I know the danger. So I see women standing in water doing galamse. No wearing protective clothes. And I say to myself, look, amen, the chemicals that they are dealing with, handling them with their naked hand and the water At the end of the day, and you see women standing in the water to their, I said, my God. Because this can lead to cervical cancer, kidney disease, liver failures. But people without knowledge, all that they do is to pursue money. All that I want is what? Money. And at the end of the day, they make the money and they use the money also to treat themselves. Lack of knowledge. For my people, perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Lack of knowledge. When I grew up in the village, you know, in those days, you go to farm and you are thirsty. You just, you can use your hand or get some leaves and you drink and, and, and you'll be all right. 
But these days, I've, I've traveled along and in, even including my village. You see the water. And somebody who had the audacity to fight this. So when you are devoid of knowledge, you are just like some, I read some book. And the writer was saying, people who are devoid of knowledge, they behave like people with mental problems. The, the things that you find, the water, you pollute the water with chemicals. And do you know how much money the government needs to even treat the water? And you, the same person, will stand up and say, we want development. We want our rooms. It's, it's the same thing. It's tied to every, everything. Lack of what? Knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Knowledge in what you eat is very important. It's not everything that tastes good in your mouth, but what will help you. Some of us, it's what tastes good. So if, if it's sugary and it tastes good, we will eat it. The thing that will taste good it's not what will help us. Everybody say knowledge. Habakkuk 2.14 For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge. You know everything that you see it simply means it can be handled with knowledge. God made everything possible with knowledge. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say knowledge. Knowledge. Malachi 2, 7. For the for the priest's lips should keep knowledge. So if you are a pastor, your lips, you must be knowledgeable. The calling is free. But if you are a pastor and you are not knowledgeable, you will destroy a lot of lives. It's not everything that has to be handled with deliverance. Amen. When a pastor is not knowledgeable, you ascribe everything to witchcraft. Creating confusion. Hallelujah. I knew a certain man of God, very powerful man of God. God was using this man powerfully. He decided to fast for 100 days. And I think around the 60, 70, he had some complication. The intestine twisted. He was rushed to Kolobu and he died. Because of what? 
lack of knowledge. So the priest, the pastor must. Your lips must be filled with knowledge. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adamance's stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adamance reviews faith is a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with check. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now. God of Miracles, Signs and Wonders By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminter. He reveals the step-to-step -step approach about how to grow in the Word of God the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of faith to have miracles, signs and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs and wonders is a must read. Grab your copy now. They shall seek the Lord at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Jesus Christ was called Rabbi, teacher, because he taught. He was not just a prophet working miracles, but he taught people about what they need to do. He taught them about knowledge. I'm talking about the seven most important things in life. Number four is time. Everybody say time. Time. Time is one of the most important things in life. You are not to live on this earth for eternity. You are prepared for eternity. So you have a time. Everybody say you have a time. You have a time. A time to live and time to die.
Sometimes, for instance, the Bible says 70 years. Has he given to men and the rest is bonus. Amen. It means the rest is um, extra time. You are playing extra time. Amen. And this reality of life is reality of life. And, and, and if you don't check it, sometimes you may think you are living. Sometimes you think that you are immortal. Amen. But you are not. Amen. And so, this should inform you how to live your life. Amen. Some of us, we joke with time. Some of us, we waste time. With whatever that we're doing, we waste time and we will not take note of time. But God gave you a certain period to live. And you must know that. Put your hands together for the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Reading from verse 1. To everything there is at Season. You see, we have time and season. Um, we have a raining season. How many of you know? The whole year we have raining season. We have what? Dry season. You go to Europe, they have uh, spring, autumn, um, summer, and winter. They have four seasons. In fact, even if you've lived in the village and you are a cocoa farmer, you know we have two cocoa seasons. Amen. We have Kofitem and Ebribra. The Kofitem is the lean season. That one, it comes for the farmer to be able to pay some debt. But the Ebribra is the major season where the farmer is able to uh, reap much. So if you're a farmer and you joke with even the coffee time, you're a bribra. You may not live to enjoy them. Amen. So to everything, there is a season. Everything in life. To marriage, there is a season. To job, there is a season. And that's why you work after 60 and this and they say you should go on what? Retirement. You cannot be 80 years and say, oh, sir, I'm strong. I can serve. And so, no. In fact, the law has spelled that. So to everything, there is a season. To everything, there's time. Whatever that you're doing, 
Amen. And time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. And a time to die. So if you've been born, if Christ tarries, fine. So, there'll be time for you to die. A time to plant and a time to plug up that which is planted. A time to kill. There are times people are taken to court and a judge will pronounce that they should be killed. How many of you know that? So there's a time you fell foul of the law, you could be killed. It's a time. There are times you'll be taken to prison. If you break the law, and after you have been tried, so there is time. Time to break down. Sometimes somebody will, will spend money and build a beautiful house. And the same person, after some time, you see that they are pulling down. How many of you have done that before? I've done it. You know, the very house you spent money to build, now you begin to pull them down. Because you want to do something different. That's time. That's time to every purpose. Time to every purpose. A time to build. So time to pull down and time to do what? Build up. A time to weep. How many of you have wept before? Wept before. Oh, I have wept before. Amen. When my mother died, I wept. I wept. Amen. A time to laugh. A time to mourn. A time to dance. A time to cast away stones. And a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace. A time to refrain from embracing. But there are sometimes even couples, married couples. You sit them down, you talk, and after making peace, so embrace yourself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you embrace. Hallelujah. So God in his own wisdom has apportioned time for everything. In his own wisdom, he has apportioned time for everything. A time to get, a time to lose. How many of you have lost something before? Yes. But at times you gain. There are times you gain. But at times you lose. A time to keep. A time to cast away. 
Sometimes the very dress you love, the very shoe, you spent money to buy. A time comes then you want to give them away. That's time for everything. A time to rent and a time to sue. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate. The very two people who say they love themselves, a time comes, then they become what? Enemies. A time, a time of war and a time of peace. So to everything in life, so man must know his time. You must know when to do certain things at a certain time. Get it done. If not, the Bible says if you don't know your time, you may lose certain things. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number five, health. Health is very important and you need to take your health seriously. There are some of us who don't do even checkups until we are sick. We don't do any checkups. We take our bodies, our bodies for granted. Amen. They, I remember the first time I really went to hospital. I was 30-something years. Amen. And so, don't take certain things for granted. Check. Do periodical check. Especially when you cross the age 40. Make sure you do periodical check every year. You don't wait for your health to get to crisis. We pray to God. We walk by faith. We live in faith. And we know God will take care of us. But don't take your health for granted. It will help you. Amen. Sometimes the things you love to eat. I, there was something really I love to eat. And then my doctor said, no, stop eating this. And this is the thing really, really I love to eat. Amen. supernatural faith to raise the dead and jesus said as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead 
cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adaminsa, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God, like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adaminsa challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is the mastery. Grab a copy now. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adamance's stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adamance reviews faith is a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with check. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now. Sometimes you need all those things. Um, you need to take health supplements to help uh, rejuvenate your organs to keep you going. Don't abuse your body. Take enough rest and sleep. Amen. And uh, it will help you. Mostly to the young men those days who have taken to certain habit. You know, everything bitters, bitters. If you take too much bitters one day, your life will become what? Bitter. Everything bitters. Kakai bitters. Alomo bitters. I don't cook. You know, Ghana is becoming a nation of bitters. We, we specialize in bitters. Amen. And because the, the, the clients are there, the customers are there, may God help us. I say, may God help us. I say, may God help us. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number six, spirituality. You know, first I talked about God. Our knowledge of God is very, but spirituality. Your spiritual life must be taken seriously. The life of faith. How often do you pray? How often do you fast? How often? Building your spiritual life is very important. 
spiritual things. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 4, verse 22. He worship, he know not what. That means you worship what you don't know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. 23. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You see, there are things you can't quantify them. Spiritual things, you can't really quantify them. God is a spirit. So those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. What do you invest in? Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And so, tithing, people don't understand why you have to tithe. People don't understand why you need to pray, why you need to read your Bible. It's so very essential to make you spiritual. Hallelujah. The Bible says we should walk in the spirit. You know, we should walk. In, let's go to Galatians. Chapter 5, verse 16. This I say, then walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to other, so that he cannot do the things that he would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. You know, the Bible talks about walking in the spirit, avoiding the works of the flesh, cheating, and then he, he goes on to name them fornication, adultery, cheating, stealing. They are all the works of the flesh that we need to have some. You can walk in the spirit and lead your life that way. You can walk in the uh, and cheat people and be comfortable with it. You can walk in the spirit and you'll be sleeping with your neighbor's wife or husband and you feel so comfortable and you think nothing is wrong with it. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Number seven is preparation for eternity. Some of us, we don't, we think that, oh, we just stay out for that. You need to prepare yourself for eternity. You need to prepare your mind. My grandmom lived at the age of 104. She was very strong. She could see. She was no holding stick. And anytime I visited her, she would tell me, Yao. You may not come and meet me. 
You know, you get to a place, your mindset, it changes from living to where? Going. And this is where many of us sometimes are caught flat. Some of us, we are caught flat. Because we've not made any preparation for eternity. But as a believer, you must believe. You must believe that you must believe that we are not leaving this place forever. And the time is coming we'll be going. We'll be going home. Everybody say we'll be going home. We'll be going home. So whatever it is, it's not how long we live here. If by the grace of God we are granted more years to leave, that is good. It gives us the opportunity to do more for God and to do more for humanity. But the point, what we should really know is if Christ tarries, we'll be going home. And how prepared you are. Are you prepared for eternity? But all that we're running up here and there. Clamoring for things. Have you prepared for eternity? If it happens to you. What will be your position? Eternity is the most important thing. There we will live forever. Hallelujah. I said there we will live for what? Ever. John chapter 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. He believe in God. Believe also in me. Now Jesus is giving assurance to the disciples. He was about to be taken away. He told the disciples, I'm going away. And the disciples were troubled. How? You going? You leaving us? What should we do? And Jesus prepared the mind of the disciples for eternity. He was pointing to them something that is very important than living in this world. Paul said that I am between and betwixt, ready to go or to stay. If I stay, well, it may help you, but I'm also ready to go. Eternity. Eternity is the most important thing that as a believer you should have in mind. Where are you going? Where will you live eternity? 
Hallelujah. Then Jesus said, In my father's house are many mansions, but in eternity you will have one. No matter where you live, even if you live in a kiosk and you live your life as a believer, as a child of God, you have a mansion waiting for you. I say you have a mansion waiting for you. Amen. Somebody came to ask me this question. He loved the husband. And they were so close. And so she came and then asked me, so if he dies and go there, is he going to see the husband? I said, yes. You will see your husband. And so, if we go, are we going to stay together as a husband and wife? Then I said, no. Jesus said, over there, you become like angels. Amen. So he says, so over there, the jolly jolly thing will not continue. But I said, I believe in God's wisdom. That one even will be better than what we are experiencing here. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. We will surely experience, I believe that jolly jolly there will be better than what we've seen here. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. We love to continue to worship with you. You know that your life is not committed to the Lord and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Please come for. And for those of you watching us, live on covenant tv and you want to do that pray this prayer with me father in the name of jesus i believe that jesus is the son of god he came to die for me and for my sins and today i receive him as my personal savior and lord jesus come and live in me and write my name in the book of life and i blush I worship you forever. Amen. Father, we pray for all those that have made this commitment both on the TV that you, God, will continue with them. May your grace guide them. May your spirit direct them. And even as we do this, may your holy name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Lift up your hands. May God of heavens bless you. May this week become a week of blessings. The hand of God direct you. May the spirit of God lead you. May you have victory in whatever that you do. May the power of God Almighty become your portion. 
May God shower his blessings and his favor over you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching Faith to Faith R. You're welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, in Nkrumah Circle, or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. And you may order a copy of this DVD or books by the Bishop. Call 0261-984-098 or any other numbers on the screen. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Ecobank account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300-944-023-99401, Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you. God bless you.